0: Uh, we just thank them so much, both Destiny and the Moms. This is a special day for us here in our church, and uh, we celebrate uh, this moment with everyone gathered with us. I'd like to take a few moments and just reflect on uh, one uh, character that we find in Scripture, that, uh, a mom, obviously, uh, for today, and how her tenacity and how her ability to hold on even when the world was crumbling around her and even though she was carrying pain, uh, she was able to navigate through such a vicious storm. And even on the, at the end of the story, I'll give you my conclusion now, and then I'll elaborate a few more minutes after that. Um, even at the end, where she is not even mentioned at the end of the story, the residue of her motherly love carried the family through. And I'm talking about uh, Job's wife. I want to talk about the secret of this mom uh, that we find in scripture, we know Job, we know him well, and if you look at the story, she's definitely one of the characters as a wife, but oftentimes what we don't realize is that she was also the one that lost 10 children, and from uh, um, one moment to the next, she was sitting in the lap of, of riches and wealth and prosperity and, and fame, and then the next moment, everything was taken away. Everything was taken away. She lost her children. She lost her riches, her reputation. And she carried the burden of this loss as a mother without bringing a burden to other people. Isn't that like a mom? She carried the burden herself so that the others would not have to carry. But there was a moment where we see a fracture in that maternal temperament that she had. And that's the verse that I want to use as a launching pad for these very brief moments that I want to share with you. And that's Job Chapter 2, verse 9, where she finally had reached the crest of her pain and frustration, seeing now Job also, her husband, uh, sick and gravely ill, lost everything. And finally, it seems like her burden had reached its crest. And she cries out, are you still maintaining your integrity? Curse God and die. It seems like this moment where she had to ventilate all of this pressure that was inside for the loss that she had, um, had to bear. And the burden that she carried, as I said a few moments, was, was huge because, you know, how, unless you're a mom, you don't know what it is to lose a child. Unless you're a mom, you really don't know what it is to lose three. She lost ten, all of her kids gone. And she carried this burden so that she can care for her husband and for the situation. And also, although the, the text doesn't say it explicitly, it does imply very strongly that she had a strong relationship with God. If you notice in the, in the reading of Job, God rebukes everybody, talks to everybody, confronts everyone, but nowhere do you find in the text that she is rebuked by the Lord, although she was carrying a burden. And that tells me that the Lord respected her for who she was, honored her for who she was. But history was not so kind to her in this intriguing drama called the book of Job. History, as we look back, not so much uh, bib- the biblical record, we'll get that to a, to a moment in a moment, but just recorded history doesn't look at her too favorably. Someone like St. Augustine used to refer to her as the devil's accomplice. That's the name he used. In fact, Calvin, the deep theologian, wrote about her and called her an instrument of Satan. That's not very flattering. In fact, she was known uh, through many historical writings as the diabolical fury. Nothing positive, yet we don't realize that she was there, she was reliable, she was firm, she carried the burden while everyone else seemed to be falling apart. You saw this, you've saw read the story. The three friends of Job gave him good avi- advice, horrible advice. In fact, God forgave them and let them off the hook because Job ended up in the text r- praying for his friends. They gave him, even Job freaked out for a moment. When uh, we find in the passage that he was upset at everything, cursed the day that he was born, the womb that that conceived him. And it was there that the Lord has that very beautiful picture. I love it, I love it, I love it. When the Lord tells him, Job, where were you when I put (laughs) the constellations in the sky? You know, where were you? What are you complaining about? And that's when Job has to declare, you know, I thought I knew you, but now I see you. That's where we get that attribute of God that we know is so familiar today, jehovah Rohi, the God that sees. And it's not so much that he had known God and was a righteous man, which is true, but it was in this trial and tribulation that Job was able to see, to discern God. Now that's a preaching for another day. This is Mother's Day today, so let me focus back on Job's wife. But Job reached the end, but this woman, this mother, this wife, this woman of God was steady and firm except for this moment, and we blame her, we, we, we call her, we hear, hear all these names being called of her in a negative way, uh, not realizing that she was carrying a huge, gigantic burden. In fact, in the text, when we read it back and forth, we find out the controversy about this woman. She was nameless. Job was mentioned, the three friends were mentioned. But this woman remains nameless. And you would say, yes, well, that's Old Testament writing. So, of course, the only people of significance in Old Testament writing that were mentioned were men. Women were not mentioned. That, that is true uh, when you look at the, uh, the biblical record. But there is controversy around her. They don't even know what her name was. In fact, there's some sketchy information about her, whether she was even uh, alive uh, at the end of the story because she's not even mentioned. But I want to tell you this the fragrance of her dedication and devotion to her husband and family and children was certainly felt at the end of the story, although she might not have been there. She always treated Job with dignity. She was there day and night for him, serving him, observing him as he's scratching his his skin because of the ailment, the skin condition that had developed. She was not in and out. She was there present, uh, serving him. Uh, she was not rebuked by God, although the three friends of Job were. As I mentioned before, she was nameless. She was in the periphery, in the background, so much like moms. Moms have a way of of encouraging from the distance, but nonetheless encouraging. In fact, moms can also be silent supporters. Even when their adult children misbehave and get into trouble, uh, the mother may not uh, let that get by, but she would also not, not let her children let go. She would hold on to them and be that silent supporter and prayer and and, and being there, present all through the activities. Her, Her name is not heard of, but certainly her works speak for herself. And that is the attribute of a mom, particularly this mom. She endured until the very end, suffered loss. And you don't see in the passage any complaining from her end other than this verse, which is a close to complaint. You don't see it. She lost her children. She suffered alone. She carried the burden by herself. She experienced dramatic and profound financial loss. She fell down from the social pedestal, but was always a daily caregiver of Job while she's carrying this grief inside. And as I said a few moments ago, we find in this passage that in the writings of Job that she just held on. She held on. Not only was Job righteous, but she was also righteous before the lord as well. God never confronted her, rebuked her or corrected her, her. But you know what? God gave Job a lot of things to replace that that he was that he had lost. But nowhere in the writings do you find that jo- God replaced Job's wife. There's something about her character which I guess we will know when we get to heaven, but there's something about her that speaks volumes and sometimes and in some aspects might even overshadow Job's role in this experiment, if you will, between God and Satan. This woman, this mom held on. She, God never replaced her as a mother. God never replaced her as a wife. She's not mentioned until the very end. In fact, at the very end, she's not even there. For Chapter 42, we'll find that it says that Job got everything back. It says, after this, Job lived 140 years and saw his children and their children to the fourth generation. She's not mentioned there, but certainly The residue of her devotion, her character, her integrity brought the blessings to others. Isn't that just like moms? I live convinced today, I don't have my mom alive here, but I live convinced today that I'm enjoying blessings that my mother prayed up to the Lord so long ago. I'm cashing in on spiritual blessings that my mom made deposits a long time ago. So she's not here. This Mother's Day is going to be absent with her and me. Won't see her but I am today enjoying the fragrance of her perfume that she put over my life. And Job's wife was exactly, she carried the burden. She held on, she served, and Job was able to live 140 years. Some scholars say that he may have even gotten married later on again uh, because he lived so long. But he was able to see the blessings of not just his children replaced, but up to the fourth generation. Because of the devotion of this woman, because of this woman carrying, this mom carrying her secret burden. May we celebrate today the moms that do likewise. That don't, uh, they enjoy the moment of blessings, but even when they don't have, like when we are right now, they still go ahead and bless and move forward and give and yield and demonstrate uh, uh, the tenacity to be close to Jehovah God and demonstrate righteousness May we continue to enjoy uh, the blessings of those that have gone, but today we're able to see the fruits of their labor in me, in you, and in others that are around. You know what? This mother carried a burden so that we wouldn't have to today. God bless her, and God, God bless every mom here and the memory of every mom that we have. Father, I thank you for this time that you've given me to share with the church on this particular day, Mother's Day where we stop and celebrate, Lord, the the wonderful contributions that moms have made and continue to make in our lives. Look at the burden that Job's wife carried, the example that she set for us as we look, Lord, uh, to the source of strength, which you are that source, but the human representatives of that source, such as a mom, the prayers that mom lift, lift up all the time, the devotion to God and family. I pray, God, that as we celebrate them, You will help mom and strengthen them and keep them healthy and well so they can continue to serve. But those that have been called to your presence, Lord, let us be able to realize that even the trail ends of what they've left here on earth, we have become the beneficiaries of those blessings. I thank you as I pray this in Jesus name. Amen.